Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's 
good to be back. You know what? It's good to be back because I've missed you guys. I've missed you and T. Mitch. I've missed interacting with our guests, our fantastic guests. Um, so it's good to be back. It's a brand new year, a brand new start, and uh, we're going to make it a great year. And we, we're we back with one of my favorite people that's coming on tonight. I mean, oh, yeah. You want to talk you about know. amazing. Like, I know, you know, because... I, you know, I he's a friend of mine on Facebook, and I just love reading his text. I mean, I'm sorry, his post. And mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, I can't remember what he said, but he said something really profound that made, made me like, you know what? The music industry is going through so much right now, and this would be a great person to have on the show to talk about it. He's a really deep you guy. Know? Like, he, yeah. and 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 one of the guests that comes on, and he's 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 real. He gives it to you straight. You know, just he's one of those guys you sit back and you you don't have to interview. You know, he mm-hmm. he he just he's just that guy. And when he comes on, he's going to talk about something that I have wanted to give T. Mitch and Sister Sweet for a long time. He's going to talk about the fat bottom lip. <laughs> you want, why do you want to give me a fat bottom lip? Why <laughs> <laughs> okay, well you got to go there? Why you gotta go there? <laughs> isn't isn't that a fantastic segue into what he's got going on now? Come on. It is so true. You know, it's so funny because before the show came on, I was sitting here thinking, um, I actually missed the president's uh State of the Union address um so did I. last last night because my power went off, so I missed it. And I'm meaning to watch it eventually. But I saw a lot of posts about how he just kinda, you know, laid it out. And say what you know what needs to be said. So I kind of thought, you know what? That's what Paris does. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Oh, if we didn't mention it, the one and only Paris Tune is on this evening. Oh yeah. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we we I don't think we said that part. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But what do we? What are we bringing the listeners this time around? You got any uh anything you wanna let them in on early, what can be expected? Well, before we get to that, I just wanna let you know that um there uh, a good friend of mine, a good friend of uh, our CEOs as well, we all went to school together. Her name is Sheila Ducksworth and she's um she's a producer and she mm-hmm. has a show coming on uh this Saturday on Lifetime. Uh, she mm-hmm. executive produced the show along with Gabrielle Union and Tracy Edmonds, and it's called With This Ring um, this Saturday mm-hmm. uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Lifetime. And you know what? I am not a Lifetime person. I had to get my niece to show me what what channel was <laughs> Lifetime. I was looking for it. I was looking for Lifetime. You know, I am not a Lifetime person at all. I don't, don't, don't like those shows. Yeah. But. Neither. I am going to watch this one. It should be really good. It's called With This Ring. It in, um, it's starring Eve, Regina Hall, and Jill Scott. And I really want to encourage everyone to support it. My um, baby mama's going to be on that? Which one is it? Jill Scott? You know it. Because <laughs> she got the big boobs. I would move Beyonce out my way to get the Jill Scott. <laughs> no, you would. Uh, 
I love all three of those artists. I mean, they all have something great to offer. I mean, I love Regina Hall. I think she's so good and mm-hmm. so underrated. I mean, she's a great actress. Yeah, Eve yeah. Eve make the transition, you know, from being the rapper to the, uh, you know, head on show. And um, so I really, really liked all three of those actresses. And I think it's going to be a good show. And, again, it's this Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I think, I, yeah, I got that right because <laughs> I had actually given, you know, I get so confused with the Eastern and the Central and the Western and the, I had actually given Paris the wrong time. So please forgive me, Paris. But um, it is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this weekend. And so what do you want to do? You want to, um, you want to play some music? You want to bring Paris on? You got anything to talk about like basketball I don't know. I know. I know. Paris doesn't want to want to sit and listen to us swooning over him for another twenty minutes. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. Can we bring him on? What What do you suggest? You're You're in charge tonight, sister. So I'm not in that. charge. You are the man in charge. I'm just person pushing the button. So, let's go ahead and bring him on. See what he has to say and see what he wants to play first. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay. Are you going to do this? Eventually. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> All right. Harris, are you there? I am here. Hi. What's up, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, we all right, man. I, I, I can't take all this flattery. It's like it's a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you anyway. Hey, we we meant every word of it, man, and 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 we're glad to be back on the air and 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 have you up first. You, you're one of our favorites. Well, I I truly appreciate that, and I'm glad you're back on the air because we definitely need some good music on uh, on radio for sure, as many stations as we can get. That's right. So we we're excited to hear about your new project, as we mentioned. Yeah, it's uh. It's called Fat Bottom Lip. It's it's my album, and um, I'm hoping to drop it, you know, sometime early summer, um, you know, maybe late May, early June. Um, I've been mm-hmm. working on it for about a year now. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely different than the stuff that I've been uh, dropping before, and I'm really mm-hmm. excited because I feel that this particular record truly does showcase everything that I was ever inspired by, and I believe it's my true, unique sound. So I'm, I'm really excited about this particular record, you know, more than anything I've ever released. Sounds good. Now, I, of course, and I mind you, Sister Sweet, I did my homework today, but I can't remember the young lady's name that's featured on it. Oh, uh, Tanya, Tanya T.A. Yeah. Tanya yes. It's featured on it. Tanya actually... Um, uh, with Sister Sledge, but she is uh, a member of, of the Mother's Favorite Child Collective, and mm-hmm. she was actually a background singer for me and a um, a co-lead singer, and then we started collaborating and writing songs together, and she actually ended up becoming uh, her own artist in her own right, mm-hmm. and now she's actually featured on, uh, you know, she is the featured vocalist on this uh, new record, so, uh, you know, we'll be touring and, and uh, performing these these particular songs and I'm really excited because we've known each other for a long time and to see her growth um, you know is, is really impressive and tell us a little bit about Mother's Favorite Child 
What is it? Is it I know it's a collective, but what exactly does that mean? Um, the name Mother's Favorite Child originally came from a poem that I had written. It was actually called uh, God's Favorite Children. And um, mm-hmm. in the poem, I had, you know, basically said that, you know, even though I make mistakes and everything, they're not deliberate, they're not, you know, deceitful, and I am one of God's favorite children. So it was kind of a play on words. And then um, when I was trying to come up with a name for, for the band, I really liked the name God's uh, favorite children, but I wanted something that, you know, really wasn't a religious meaning. And so I thought, mm-hmm. you know, mother... And, and and I so I I ended up with you know mother's favorite child which kind of like you know means like everybody you know as a child you're trying to be you know something in your mother's eyes so it's kind of like a plan of words just trying to be the best that you can be no matter what you're doing you're within you know that's kind of what mother's favorite mm-hmm. child the, the name meant. Okay. That you're out in... No, I was just saying that makes sense. Yeah. I'm sorry, you out in Phoenix, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm from the East Coast, but I, I live out in Phoenix now um, okay. in the warm weather and then the scorching hot weather in the summertime. But, I'm like the yeah, hot weather, not warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, uh, it, it definitely does get hot, but it's better than being with you know without electric in the wintertime because there was a storm or something. So, um, so I, yeah, I came out here, and this is where I produce and write and record. And then, um, you know, we do shows outside of Arizona as well as some in Arizona. So it's it's the perfect place for me. It's not L.A. You know, I'm not on the East Coast during the cold. And, uh, and you know, I raised my family here, so they love it. And there's a lot of other entertainers here that, um, you know, tour as well. Some I work mm-hmm. with, some I'm just friends with. So it's, it's been uh, yeah, a really good uh, move for me. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, is there a really um, good music scene there in Phoenix? Well, I guess it would depend on who you ask. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, no. Uh, I, I, I don't think there's a good live music scene here. Uh, most mm-hmm. of the bands uh, play cover songs, and it's like a lot of the same musicians. So you go into you go into different clubs, and they're all playing the same music. Um, it's just a it's just a different vibe. A lot of people here are just playing music for money for their gig, and I don't mm-hmm. see a lot of original you know music. Uh, so so the culture of Arizona for originality and original music. Is not what I'm used to, you know, doing music from New York um, in a okay. bar where everybody's all about original music and you just play a cover gig to pay your bills before your albums come out or before you tour. Whereas these people, this is how they make their living, they just playing cover songs. And for a hobby, they'll try original music. So for me, I don't really like to go out there much and see the same songs from 40 years ago or from the 90s being performed <laughs> not as well as the original artist. And that's just my, you know, opinion. I'm very critical on that because this mm-hmm. is my profession. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so when other people do it as a hobby or weekend warriors and they call themselves professionals, it kind of dilutes and waters down what I've worked for so hard to be. And in my opinion, that's just how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But wow. as far as like, there, there are definitely, there's definitely talent here. It's just mm-hmm. very difficult to change the culture so that you can take that talent and take it to a level that has to deal with, you know, spreading your art to the masses. And and that's what I'm about. You know, I'm not really about this 15 minutes of fame or, you know, this mm-hmm. Facebook attention and thinking you're mm-hmm. famous because you got somebody to click like on your button. That's not really what, <laughs> what it is for me. But it is for other people, so they feel as though they've accomplished what they needed to accomplish. Wow. That's deep. So... 
when can we get our hands on Fat Bottom Lip? Well, I'm actually dropping a single. Um, there was a single that I did um, that has also has special guest um, uh, Debbie Sledge from Sister Sledge, and uh, mm. called Reflections of a Disco Ball. And it was the only track that I did that was kind of like a feel-good track. And mm-hmm. I kept hearing all these people doing this disco and club music, and I just felt like if I was going to do a club song, I would want it to be you know, authentic to what disco was in the 70s, as well as still try to make it my own and, and today's music. And I did it, and uh, we decided to release that as the first single, because my album has nothing like the actual single, so I figured I'd just get this out the way, so that when I drop the next single and the rest of the record, people, you know, will pretty much have to deal with what it is I'm talking about, and I'll do my feel-good, you know, release first. Well, why don't we and go ahead and February listen to 10th. that? That's February 10th. Okay. That comes out, uh, the single release is February 10th for that song. But I think you guys really? have it. I I it yeah, I was going to say, let's go ahead and play that and listen to it, okay? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, reflections of a disco ball. <laughs> Uh, with Paris Toon, Mother's Favorite Child, featuring Ta- uh, Tanya T.A. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, Tanya T.A., yeah. And Debbie Sledge. Here we go. Your kids. 
date. All right, all right. I got my disco on. I, me too. Well, I was trying to stay masculine, but yeah, me too. I was I was moving around <laughs> a lot. Well, the reason I did a, a, a disco club track is I don't normally do that kind of music. Was because I had a chance to work with, uh, you know, uh, Debbie Sledge from Sister Sledge, and I was kind of like, you know, um, Pharrell and a lot of other artists were basically like uh, doing a lot of the Nile Rodgers sound, and she is from the original Nile Rodgers sound. So I kind of did it as a tribute to Nile Rodgers and uh, mm-hmm. Sister Sledge, um, and you know, because Tanya tours with Sister Sledge. And sometimes those shows, you know, when Nile Rogers are there and everything, I said, you know, this would be a good, you know, a good way for me to do something with all live instruments to kind of, you know, as a tribute, as a, you know, to, uh, that they have, you know, inspired, you know, me musically, uh, you know, hearing some of that stuff when I was, you know, young, young, you know, that my family used to play. Um, mm-hmm. But it really didn't fit my album, so I decided to just drop it, like I said, as the first single, um, and uh, and you know, it will be performed. Live, so and it's uh, we, oh. you know, Tanya does perform it live, and people really like it live, of course, because of tempo. So I figured mm. we'll just drop that first for them, and then let them hear all the non-commercial stuff that we'll be dropping off this fat bottom lip record. So we just have to deal with it. <laughs> what do you mean by non-commercial? I mean, like um, you coming out of left field and doing something totally different, or you, you, like you know of- what? Um, yeah, well, the thing is, I'm not really doing it. It's different. It's going to be different to the people that hear it, I think, because mm-hmm. they're so used to be producing um, songs for artists. Because Mother's Favorite Child, you know, I never dropped an album that was actually Mother's Favorite Child's album, the album that I had in my head for, you know, for, for 15 years. <clears throat> I never dropped that album. And so when you're producing for an artist, I actually produce the music based on who they are, not who I am. You know what I mean? Based on mm-hmm. who I think they are, and then um, that's what I think a, a true producer does. So this record is going to be like if you had Headhunters meets Prince meets Pete Rock and DJ Premier with poetry, like with like you know lyrics that are that are sung. So this Fat Bottom Lips record has like you know songs that are similar to like Larry Graham and Graham Central Station, you know uh, the Headhunters, Prince, but. <laughs> not like I did a song and you say, oh, that's Prince. Or you did a song and say, oh, well, that's, uh, you know, such and such. It's it's all my inspiration to create one sound, and that's what Fast Bottom Lip Record is. It's not like a lot of artists who do a song and you're like, oh, that sounds just like such and such from that old record. This one, I truly believe, is my own sound and sounds nothing like anything that's out at all. That's exciting. Yeah, I, I really am excited about it. It's the first time I'm able to uh, really release what I believe is my sound and all my inspirations combined to create that sound without a record label or anybody telling me that I have to stay within a certain genre. And so luckily, you know, I signed with a label and distributor that's allowing me to do whatever I want. And um, and so, it's you know, it's been a really good uh, a good situation for me and my favorite child for sure. Nice. I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of like dominating the conversation, but you know, I've been looking forward. To it. <laughs> I just have a quick question for you because you know what? The people on our staff know that I am a D'Angelo fanatic, and we oh, said it took 15 years to, um, yeah. you know, really be able to do what you did. You know, it took D'Angelo 14 years. 
Right. And I'm really interested, I mean, because I've been listening to it, and I, I really yeah. need to, like, do a review of it. And I'd be just really interested in knowing what you think about his latest. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that it's kind of like when Obama messes up a little bit, we don't really want to critique or criticize his mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, it, uh, you have 14 years to do a record. There certainly should be some classics on this record that far surpass anything that anybody should be able to do as of right now if you are the creator and the innovator of Neo Soul. That's my mm-hmm. okay, number two. My second thing is, like Obama, I will never <laughs> knock him uh, for anything that he does, because in my opinion, he is. <coughs> we put him. We put him on such a high pedestal because of what he gave us when he first came out in his second record or whatever it is. But I am all about lyrics, and I am about pronunciation yeah. and being able to understand. Uh, he may as well have done this record in Spanish, um, <laughs> because I know. It. Um, at the same time. If you say that, which I'm saying right now publicly, if I were to post that on Facebook, I would probably be blacklisted and, 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 and I would get it. But the reality is, it is D'Angelo. I don't think he's done anything on this record that he hasn't done on previous records musically. The grooves are there and everything. I think lyrically he's, he's, he's talking about you know <clears throat> deeper things than he did in the past. But that being said, there are better records, in my opinion, that have come out um, than this particular record. And um, like I said, I'm not knocking the so I'm giving you my professional critique as a, as a, as a professional musician, writer, as well as a fan. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. If it, that, now, on Saturday night, when he's on Saturday Night Live, I'll be watching. When he comes to town and performs, exactly. I'll be going to the concert. So don't don't get right. <laughs> I'm not sitting there telling you that I'm not a D'Angelo fan. And I can tell you right now, I've seen a lot of the live performance of these same songs. He mm-hmm. his live kills this record of the same mm-hmm. material. So, um, but yeah, but I'm just gonna say that I'm a you know I'm a, I'm a plead the fifth now and just basically say that he's <laughs> D'Angelo and you know all the stuff that he's been through. I'm gonna give him a pass because it's still better than a lot of the stuff that's being released. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's not the same level that we thought he was going to take us. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, because honestly, if he takes us any higher than he took us in the beginning, we'd overdose. So how much right. higher can we expect from him? How, how, how much higher can you go? And I, and, I, and I agree with you because in all honesty, I mean, I love D'Angelo. And like I, I always tell people, I mean, there are two albums that are, his two albums are still on my playlist that I listen to all the time, 14 mm-hmm. years later, you know. And, um, but I you know I would just love to understand the lyrics <laughs> and I have to like, you know, really put my ear, ear, uh, earphones on to understand what he's talking about. And, um, but it's funky, you know, and like you said, I'm going to give him a pass. I'm just glad he came out with something. It, it sounds like one long extended song to me, the whole record. But like yeah. I said, it's, a, there's some, it's great stuff on there. It also, a lot of it very Prince influenced. Um, to, and, I, and Prince is the reason I do music, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not going to try to do something that basically people say, oh, he ripped that from Prince. And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to be influenced from somebody like Prince was influenced from Sly and the Family Stone and James Brown, but you don't hear that anymore in his music. He is now Prince. 
And I feel like right. Rachel's had a lot of time. Um, but it is, you know, as far as, like, if you dissect it, it might be one of those records where it takes us time to really go, oh, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, for me, um, doing music and knowing what he can do, I was I was a little bit disappointed. I never, ever fast-forward through D'Angelo, but after a while I was kind of going through to hear what the next song was going to be like when I first got the record. You know what, a friend, um, Drake Colley, who's one of our partners here at XL, um, what he told me, He's like, you know what, Angela? I'm still, on, I'm still on the first track, but I'm not going to worry about it right now because you know what? It took him 14 years to come out with an album. <laughs> so, right. so if it takes right. me 14 years to listen to it, then that might be it. Well, um, you know what? I got a record coming out. Hopefully, people will like it and not say <laughs> made it 14 years for because I think it's my masterpiece. He may think that that was his masterpiece. I think Maxwell dropped a better record than D'Angelo did. Personally, that's just my. My opinion, and I think that Maxwell has some some really hot tracks in the vault as well that he hasn't released yet. Um, but uh, but like I said, you know, um, there's a there's a white boy named Jared Lawson that dropped. A record. Oh yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. you know he made a statement saying that the Angels record wasn't all that, and they just jumped on him. And mm-hmm. and in my opinion, Jared's record for his first album is a better record. Not mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? So it's it's and and. And Jared, you know, and I don't know him at all, so it's not like we're friends. I don't know him personally at all. I just, I heard the record, and when I hear a new artist's record, when it's, when it's got that type of quality to it, production and, 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 and melodic, you know, uh, melodic things to it, it i, I got to give them props. And, and sadly, a lot of people outside of our culture have taken the neo-soul and R&B soul culture, studied it, and adding jazz, taking it to another level that we're not right now. And that's what I was hoping was going to be able to do with this, with his record. I don't think that he necessarily did that. Um, in my, that's my personal opinion. You know, if you want to compare it to 95, it would have been the best record that ever came out in 1995. We're talking 2015. Yeah. Um, you know, so, that's, that's just my, my personal opinion. I don't need to hear any more, you know, I don't need to hear any more of that anymore. You know, I need to hear something that's a little bit different. Um, yeah. And that's, that's what people are still doing. You know, but D'Angelo, in my opinion, like I said, he gets a pass. Prince dropped some uh, dropped some records that were not my favorite, you know. But mm-hmm. he's still Prince, you know. And I, and, and I still haven't done anything that, you know, that can be compared to what D'Angelo's done. So it's not like, you know what I mean, it's not like I'm in a, in a position to be able to say, well, this wasn't all that. Because his new record is still killing compared to everything else that I've that I've heard. That's mm-hmm. you know, but but there are definitely some good albums that I've heard from independent artists that have taken Nico's soul to another level, um, you know. And I just I just hope that we drop the ratchet music and um, I <laughs> musicians can start playing some actual real R&B soul as opposed to playing this nonsense R&B and hip hop stuff that they're mm. asking the studio to do. Wow, that's deep. See. I agree completely. Well, I mean, and the thing about it, we're not talking just about art. I mean, it, it, it goes into society. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you know, you've got two people that were killed. You know, one in in uh, Missouri and the other one in, in New York. And you mm-hmm. can see, you know, it's like every time I see a newscast, it's like do they have to go to the most ignorant, rough? <laughs> 
they can find to get some answers on what's socially going on. And, and quite honestly, it's, it's part of it is our fault because we are not fighting the ratchetness that we're allowing the media, radio, and our own families to do. So if you go into a club and you, you got people twerking and talking about this and disrespecting everybody, and there's no one talking. I mean, if we have to keep going 30 to 40 years to talk about Marvin Gaye, if something drastic or something horrible happens, if I have to hear a Curtis Mayfield or Marvin Gaye record because we have still not yet talked about anything socially that is worthy enough to be played today, that is a serious mm. issue in our society as black mm. people. Mm. Not to talk about stuff and then allow people to walk with their asses hanging out and women to walk and do all these horrible things that they do in the clubs and then sit there and say, why are they looking at us like that? Well, partly because we are not supporting the people who are not acting like that. And, and, and so it's like, you know, if I'm scared of somebody wearing a hoodie, you know, walking mm-hmm. with their pants down, hands in their pockets, I know that a white Republican is absolutely scared. And so when you have people that, that don't want to get in any drama or have any issues, they're not going to go to a club. Like, I'm not going out. You know, where, mm-hmm. where do I have to go where I can go and check out some live music, bring my fiancé, and feel like uh, a mature, you know, intelligent being? You go to a club, you go anywhere, and you just the, the music that's on, the stuff that people are dancing to, it's, you just sit there and you go, okay, well, this is, I don't even know where I'm supposed to be because this is, <laughs> this is not me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, it's like, to me, to me, the clubs have become stripper clubs without poles and you're just wearing clothes, but hardly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like they start putting poles in the clubs. I bet you one day, the disco clubs will actually have brass poles in them for people to be actually in the pool, you know, on the poles. Because <laughs> that's pretty much where it's happening. That's, what it's, that's, that's exactly know? what's going to so, happen. Um, so the problem is, you know, if you, it's, it's like, the, you know, the, the boy that cried wolf. If you continue to act up, you continue, like, there's only so many consequences, you know what I mean? It's like if you uh-huh. continue going to the, like, for instance, I saw people getting shot up at the Chris Brown concert. I don't know if you've seen that. I'm looking no. at that. Yeah, so Chris, Chris Brown went to a club, got on stage, and started singing. Five people got shot in the audience walking on stage, like a few weeks ago, wow. right? Yeah, so I went online. I said, let me see this nonsense. He was at, you remember back in the day, you go to the hip-hop clubs at the roller rink, and they were like, mm-hmm. it was the mess they would get over, it was like spray-painted walls and, and you know, just that, that situation. Mm-hmm. My thing is, it's like, it's like, okay, number one, why are you even in a place like that, number one? Number two, why would you jump on stage and perform, not getting paid, just be there, and in a place where you know that's where the thugs are? Because you know what they're going to do? When something happens... They're going to go ahead and put you on the news. Now, mm. his probation is being taken from him, and he's going to go to jail. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this, this is the poster boy for R&B. Mm. And so my thing is, you know, at least when Bobby Brown was acting a fool, we still had artists that were like, well, there's Luther. Luther ain't acting up. You know what I mean? It's like, so we don't even have anybody that, 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 that we're backing that we can actually say, this is who we want to represent our art, not that clown. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so when it was, so when everybody's just jump, you know, I know jazz musicians that come from the church and they go and they do gangster rap records. 
It's like, you know what I mean? And it's like, like really? So they play on, they play on smooth jazz records, and then they go and they do a gangster rap record. And it, it just, it's so to me, it's like, you know, it, there is no real artist anymore. It's just people entertaining, looking for some fame, and they don't care how long their song lasts. They just want to be hot for the moment. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you follow a trend, by the time you finish what you're doing, to follow that trend, there's something new out. So you're always behind. And um, if Lil Wayne is your, your, uh, your icon and your idol, then, um, then you pretty much uh, most likely end up like, not rich, and all the, all the negative things that go with that. <clears throat> so, you know, I, for me, music is art. I don't believe there's a color in it. I believe there's color in culture, and I believe mm-hmm. there's certain people can fall into a culture and, and, and embrace that culture. Um, it's right. real art. You know, like white jazz musicians who could really, really play, the black musicians accepted them. White MCs mm-hmm. that really rap, uh, hip-hop accepts them. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you, when, when you don't have, like, when the only white rapper you I don't even know that guy's name, but there's a white rapper guy out right now that everybody, like, sells records and everybody knows he's terrible. But we don't have a rock <laughs> So it's like it's like you can't you can't sit there and have an Iggy and not have a Latifah. See, we had Latifah. So you know we had Rakim and Big Daddy Kane when they had they had uh, that Vanilla Ice guy. So right. we don't have that anymore. That's the problem. We we went another route and we, and, and we allowed these 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 uh, entertainers, I'll call them, to to be the masses to get to the masses. And I think that that's, that's the mistake we made, you know? And uh, So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to have to change because it's affecting us socially now. I mean, it truly is. We don't have any anyone that can speak up in our generation that anyone respects of power. Yep. And that's a, that's a serious issue, you know? It's, it's, I mean, I, I don't need, you know, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all these people continuously talking for us. Um, but at the same time, if there's nobody else that, that's going to do it, and if we're going to allow thug rappers and people on the streets to be flipping cars and lighting things on fire in their own it's better than uh, Money Mayweather. <laughs> right, exactly. And, oh, that's the other thing I want to say about the D'Angelo record. I find it very uh, coincidental, we'll say, that this record dropped without any marketing, any promotion. With the cover that came out right after the issues that happened. Oh, there wasn't um, anything coincidental about that. That was planned. <laughs> that, but that's what I'm saying. So, so that in itself, right there, when you when you say, "Oh, we can maybe sell some records," it's the perfect opportunity. Black folks are going to get killed and beat up all the time. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, don't have to, you don't have to change your record cover and drop a record three months early because there's a riot. You know what I mean? That's not that's not what you. What he should have did was he should have went to Missouri and did a concert. Mm. So there's, there's, that's just my opinion. I don't know what the situation is with that, but I, for me personally, when I saw the cover, and I, I'm like, wait a minute, how did they just drop this without any marketing, you know, without getting it to the to the to the actual radio station beforehand? And I saw the mm-hmm. cover and I said, I said, okay, I know what this is about. Hmm. You know, and, and sadly, his sales aren't, aren't what they hoped they would be. So, you know, in my opinion is when you don't do something that's truly 100% sincere, it, it usually fires back the negative. And um, if you look at the charts and you look at the billboard, you know, there's no black artist on there. 
you know, if, if D'Angelo is supposed to be our savior from R&B music and his sales aren't showing that to be the case, so what next? You know, what's next? So, so you know, there are things that are more important than music. Music is just an art. And if you're lucky enough that you have art that people appreciate, they'll be, be able to support you with it. But socially, you know, if the art is helping any social causes, um, in my opinion, you know, unless you're in a very good situation, um, you know, it's really no need to be just dancing to party tracks and nonsense tracks. Somebody has to take a serious later. And um, I'm hoping that people wake up. But, because uh, you know, I'm sure that Margaret Gay and all the artists that fought for us and wrote those type of songs are shaking their heads right now saying, what did we, what did we leave these people? You know, I'm telling you. So, so yeah, so, you know, so for me, um, and, 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 you know, I don't expect to sell, you know, lots of records because the stuff that I talk about and have people sing about isn't, you know, usually feel good stuff. So a lot, of, it's more about, you know, making people think. And a lot of times people, after having a bad day at work or dealing with something, they don't want to have to think. They like that, you know, silly stuff that just you dance to. Um, but, you know, that, that to me, you know, that Dr. Seuss stuff, I, I, it's not my style. So, uh, yeah, so now that I've pretty much, you know, brought down this interview to be all sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we love you. Like, we're doomed. But there's a lot of great artists out there, and, I, you know, and it's hard to sell records. You know, luckily... I am able to sell records. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how. I mean, because it's like I don't, I'm not on tour. I don't, you know what I mean? So, so there is a demographic that actually does like, you know, live instrumentation and music. And um, mm-hmm. and I, I just hope that there are more people that it will inspire and influence so that, you know, the next generation actually wants to do the exact opposite of what the current generation is doing right now, which is before. You know, Paris. You know, with Paris, I think I put this on Facebook, but um, I used to see my niece. She's like 22, I think now, 21, maybe, uh-huh. I don't know. But anyway, when she was a teenager, underage, I used to sneak her into clubs with me to see live performances. And right. she saw Avery Sunshine, she saw um, Indombi, she saw Algebra, she saw all these other artists. And... She listens to some mess now, right? But at least I know that she also listens to those artists. So, you know, I think that we just have to kind of expose our kids to something because basically our kids now just think that this is what music is. The stuff that they hear on the radio or at the club or whatever. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, I don't mind change. You know what I mean? Like, I think change is good, but it has to be better. Or at least the same quality. And, like, for my kids, it's hard because, like, you know, every generation says the same thing. Oh, the, the, you know, this is going to be ruined, it's terrible, and blah, blah, blah. People said it about rock and roll. They said it about R&B. They said it about hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do understand that good. every generation has their own music. I, I totally understand mm-hmm. that. But if 99.9% of the music that's being played is only one genre and it's only happening because of financial reason, you know, like, where is the next trend? So it's like, if we don't, I mean, it's like, if we don't teach children how to play instruments, if we don't teach them who Stevie Wonder is, if mm-hmm. all they have is Little Wayne, they're in mm-hmm. trouble, basically. I mean, there will always be projects, and there's always going to be some people 
But it's like it, it's, a, it's a responsibility. It's just art, you know. And that's the one thing I keep trying to tell people. You know, it's art, and it's important that people know who Picasso is. It's important that people know, you know, who Mozart is. It's, it, any type mm-hmm. of art is important to teach to children, so that they ha- they have an understanding of what an incredible quality of work is. You know, we have some incredible artists, but Michelangelo will probably go down always, Picasso, as some of the greatest of all time. Mozart will go down to Beethoven and all them. We're down to some of the greatest musicians and, and composers of all time. I don't know who in our generation is ever going to be compared to people like that. Because mm-hmm. right now, it's not happening based on record sales. And it's certainly not happening based on, you know, comparison as far as professional music critics. So it's really just a matter of, I think, teaching people art, playing the music in the, in the house. You know, um, and then letting kids decide, explaining to them why Little Wayne is horrible compared to Rock Him. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, you know, how, how did we start with with hearing you know, horrible proof, perhaps back in the day, of two live food and two short, in my opinion, as far as lyrics are concerned, and and and, and uh, metaphors and, and melodic flow, to going right back to that. It's like you know that that was the beginning of it, and then and then people like Rock Kim changed the game. You know, we, there's Eminem who you know his metaphors and his lyrics and the way he spits is is incredible on an artistic level. But we're we're going back to saying that people like the two live crew should be the ones mm-hmm. getting 40 million records. And so, so sadly, you know, um, I just feel like we lost touch with the art aspect of it, and uh, and allowed. Uh, the business to take over and and it's going to hurt us socially because the inspiration is not coming from positive messages it's not coming from a, a true internal sincere place it's coming from let me write this song about this girl's ass so I can make some quick money in the club smoke some weed get tattoos all over my neck and then let the IRS take all my money <laughs> I don't know how that's a career Wow, and that's and that's what's happening. So, you know, if you look at every every big time rapper that got into any kind of trouble, the IRS got them. Every every mm. black entertainer, Sammy Davis Jr., Red Fox, um, Wesley Snipes, all these cats, all these rich folks, they they made hundreds of millions, Mike Tyson, hundreds of millions of dollars for for all these corporations and people. And they end up having to pay the IRS. So what do they actually end up with? Nothing. It's gonna get taken. They're gonna come. They're gonna get your money. They're gonna come get your money. The IRS is gonna come get it. The bank is gonna come get it. Insurance companies, business com- you know companies you sign contracts with. So then, what are you left with? At least, at least if you go bankrupt and you did some real music, you're left with a legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, where's Hammer now? Fifty something years old and still doing the Hammer dance. <laughs> so, you know, when these people talking about go get the money, go get the money, those are the ones that end up broke. So, um, so for, for me, you know, soul music and R&B soul music is pretty much one of the last genres aside from singing songwriter stuff that's actually talking about anything substance. And we need to continue to do this music and, and stop people and critique people hard when they don't come correct. Critique the angel if, if you're not feeling this record. You know, tell them why. Appreciate the record, 
but explain to him what it is that you were expecting of him. And maybe he's hanging with the wrong crew. If he's got too many yes people around him, maybe that's why it's what we thought it was going to be. So, you know, I, I love music and I love people more. Um, I just hate ignorance and ratchetness. This ratchet stuff is killing me. You know, reality TV and all this stuff. Oh, I can't, you know, I can't like, mess with that stuff. Yeah. No, and it's, and I mean, honestly, like any woman that's watching that stuff, it's kind of like they're looking for the black bitch for TV. And y'all mm-hmm. are watching this falling for that? It's like, yep. it's like I, I don't understand it. It's like, it's like the, the modern day, you know, blackface. It's like, uh, are you seriously, you know what I mean? And people like it and the, the ratings are good. And, and then they, you sit there and you wonder why Fox TV has something to talk about. If we're not mm-hmm. doing nonsense stuff, they're going to have to make more stuff up. Let them make it up. Don't let, don't let them show something that's real. Let them make it up. You know, because if it's real, they're going to run into the ground. So for me, I music is, is much more than just making a song. It's my life, and, and it's supposed to inspire people. And that's why I can't work with a lot of musicians and artists, because they're not really, not legitimate. They could be talented. It's just not art. It's just entertainers looking to do it, you know, for their own attention, as opposed to really trying to leave a legacy, you know. And uh, and that's why I'm in the game. I would love to play one more song from your um, that you gave us before we leave. Which that's one fine. would you like us to play? I don't even know what you have. What do you, what, what do you, we have never, have? no excuses, no. and I don't know what the other one is. Um, did I send you six from C.C. Peniston? It might, I don't know. Uh, it, I just, I'm sorry, I just have Paris too and a mother's favorite child, but it might be six. But I think you did. I don't want to, if you have six, I, I'd rather you play that one because it's a ballad. I don't want to, uh, Ilani's track is great, that drops uh, next week, but that's another club track. She's a disco person, I don't want to play two disco tracks. You don't think I'm some club guy talking about <laughs> going against first music. <laughs> No, we don't have sick. Uh, I don't have sick. Okay. If you want to play Never, that's fine. That's the side B to Reflections. So that's kind of like a bonus track. It's not on the record. It's just it's just a side B. It, we did release it last year, and it made the Billboard chart, believe it or not. But it's just side B of the, of the first single. So if you want to play Never, that's fine. Let's listen to a little bit of that before we come back to you, okay? Okay.
You know, so they, they, anything he said didn't even matter. They didn't care. They have their own agenda and their own plans yeah. on what they want, and it's just a shame. And it's also I've never seen a president so disrespected by mm. how people react to him. People don't disrespect mm. the Queen of England, but they mm-hmm. disrespect our president. It's it's you know, and you can't tell me as as much as Bush was a mess. We still respected him. Like when you met him, you're going to respect him. You aren't going to disrespect him. These right. people literally disrespect this man like he's less than them. And that, yep. to me, if they don't think that that's a race issue, what else could it be? Because you didn't do that to, to Bush. It's like no. anyone that's disrespecting the president, even with Bush, the reality is this. Not many human beings have done more than what anybody's done to even get to be president or even just get nominated. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to disrespect them? You can, you can disagree with their politics, but to disrespect them as a human being, it's like, what do you do? You're a commentator on the news with Silicon mm. Booth, and you're, you know what I mean? Or you're, it's like, so it's, just, it's sad to see some, uh, you know, a man. And if, and if you don't think they do it to a woman, like Hillary or whoever's going to, the same thing will happen. So I've realized now that uh, everybody has their own agenda. And all we can do is just start with our home and, 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 and go from there. If everybody just handles our home, then as a, like, you know, as a village, hopefully we'll be able to make a change. So that's that. And, uh, and you should play some Jared Lawson if you got some, uh, you know, the next, oh, your next show. Because that, that's a record that... He was actually, um, Jared was actually a guest on our show. So we're oh, okay. real familiar with Jared. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. He, I, I, I say like as far as like, because I don't know if everybody's that familiar with him. Uh, but he's got some really good uh, music as far as musicianship goes. He's, he's got some, some good songs. I don't know why I'm giving him that plug because I don't know him, but it's just based on his music. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's that. Well, I appreciate you having me on for sure and, and always supporting uh, our music. And I, just if I could quickly give a shout-out to some of the musicians that never get shouted out on my records because they uh, sure. they, uh, they play live and everybody always ignores musicians. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Dowell Davis, drummer, Dan Petrosino, drummer, Roger Dreyer, uh, bass, Tyrone Chase, guitars, uh, Danielle Cook played on keys on, on one of those tracks, Power, Reynolds uh, did strings, Jerry Ramirez did some mixing and mastering along with Colton. So, um, and uh, of course, Kent Phillips does the Rocky Field. I, I, they never, no one ever gets any shout-outs, and they, they work really hard in my collective. And I just figured I'd give them a shout-out. Not that they're listening, because they don't want to hear my voice anymore. But, uh, <laughs> but at least I can say I just shout their name out. <laughs> Thank you, Paris. We love having you on, man. Thank you. Always a pleasure, man. Always well, now you can go get your, now you can go get your drink on. Yeah. On a, on no. a Wednesday night, that's a little strange, but okay. <laughs> on a Wednesday oh, night, get your drink on. Mine is just regular <laughs> juice, man. I'm just regular juice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't drink. Well, but you, you all really do need to go watch uh, the president speak. It's, 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 uh, it's inspirational just to know that, you know, we got somebody in office that actually is articulate. You know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Check it out for real. It's, it's a good thing. I mean, they're doing the sound bites, but the whole thing was. Good. Okay. Uh, you, you, was that just? Close the show that way? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love what Sister Sweets in charge. Well, 
Yeah, it's not being recorded, so we can talk whatever we want. (laughs) Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.